Okay, so thank you very much for coming. Um, basically, whenever I do these kind of talks, I uh, don't really have a plan. I have a rough structure, but I'm just going to say what I th think is the most relevant. Um, social media changes so quickly. Um, like stuff that worked last Monday just doesn't really work as well yesterday or today. Um, actually, this week has been a really weird one. I found for a lot of my clients, a lot of the stuff that, um, like last week, our reach and engagement rates are really high, and we've been publishing similar types of content, but the reach and engagement has dropped again. So what I want to do every time I speak to an audience like this is I want to make it as relevant for you and also give you the most up-to-date information. I don't write a speech. There is no talk. It's just what happened yesterday, what I'm the day before, and hopefully you can take that and then start from there and run with it, okay? Um, so. Basically, um, quickly before we get going, can I get like kind of kind of a rough hands up? What does everyone do? Um, who runs their own business? Cool. Who um, sells to a consumer? And who sells to a business? So consumer, B2C. Sweet. What kind of things have we got? What kind of businesses do you do you have, have run? I do health and well-being. Health and well-being. Thomas. Photography brand. And drones, good stuff. I've seen some of his work. Recommend. Uh, anyone else? Just yourself. Architect. Cool. Okay. And who sells to business? Cool. And we've got marketing down here. What about yourself, sir? Promotional products. Promotional products. Cool. Okay. So a range of everything. So I'm going to try and keep it as general as possible, um, and where necessary, go a bit specific. Okay. And um, also. I'm recording the whole thing, so if you want to go back, it'll be on my podcast probably tonight or tomorrow morning. So if you, there's anything you want to go back and listen to again, or you want to share with someone else, then just search on the podcast, whatever app you use, 95 Social Small Business Podcast, and it'll be there, okay? Um, so firstly, I'm Jack. I'm 23, I'm from Edinburgh, um, and I started 95 Social, which is a small business social media marketing agency about a year, about a year ago, probably just under a year, to be honest. Um, the reason for me starting the business is that I went to school, I went to uni, I didn't really want to go to uni because I thought that I was a more practical person, I did fine at school, and now when you do fine at school you have to go to uni because it's what you do, okay? And I, I really fundamentally disagreed with that, I wanted to find a business apprenticeship, modern apprenticeship, something that was practical that would mean I would actually learn, get in a business and then work my way up, but when I left school, which was in 2013, that didn't exist. So I went to uni, did international business management at Harriet Watt. Um, through that, I got to study in Malaysia. When I was in Malaysia, I realized that I was able to just kind of message businesses, get interviews, and then potentially get jobs. So I worked, worked for a, a marketing startup in Malaysia, and then accidentally at a rugby match in Hong Kong, happened to meet a guy that was a managing director of a property company in Hong Kong, so worked in Hong Kong for a wee bit as well. When I was there, I became increasingly frustrated at you know, all these practical business opportunities that were there for people my age to go and learn and find out how things are done in the real world. And when I came back home, there are opportunities. There's stuff like the Saltire Scheme, internships with other businesses, but they kind of all happen around the summer of your third year, and then that's it. You forget about it for your fourth year, and then you go and get a job. So I wanted to set up a business that would allow people my age, people that are studying, to do practical business work alongside their studies. So that's what I did. I went out, set it up. Um, so we're a social media agency that specializes in creating content, social media strategy, and then also delivering on it as well for clients. Um, so at the moment, we've got a group of about 15 student content creators based all around Scotland. So we've got some people that create films, photographers, stuff like that, based in Aberdeen, Dundee, Edinburgh, Perth, actually now as well, um, and Glasgow, obviously, as well. Um, and I run the social media side of things, and we're looking to get a social media marketing um, student in towards the end of the year, start of next year. Um, so that's a wee bit about me and the business. And the talk today I wanted to give is mainly about just kind of content and distribution. So as we saw at the start there, like, you know, everyone here is a business owner, um, which means I assume to some extent you have some say in the kind of content that your, that your business puts out on social media. Um, and it's not just the content that you need, it's the distribution. And arguably, I think the distribution is just as important, probably more important. Um, so that's what I wanted to talk about today. So firstly, 
you know, when we talk about content, there's all these different types of formats. There's video, podcasts, uh, you know, even things like creating a, a, a playlist on Apple Music or Spotify. They're all little things that give a consumer some way to kind of tangibly interact with your business online. Um, in the past, social networks have kind of favored certain formats. Um, so towards the end of last, towards the start of this year, Facebook in particular went really heavily into video. Video played a lot better with the Facebook algorithm. It got a lot greater reach um, and it, it just did better for businesses. So I pushed a lot of businesses towards video, particularly video that was kind of longer form in the two to five minute range. As the year gone on, that's dropped a wee bit and video doesn't perform exponentially better than other types of formats on Facebook in particular at the moment. When you take Instagram, for, for example, I find videos in, in the feed that you post, not I'm not talking about stories or live video, videos on the feed actually perform a lot worse than photos. So, you know, out there at the moment, we see there's so many types of content that you can create, but ultimately it comes down to written word, audio, video, and picture. That's your three types. So for your business, you need to decide what type of content you want to produce. And ultimately, what I think is do what works for you. Try them all. There's no harm in trying, and maybe it doesn't work out. It may be that you're just not a video person. If you don't come over well on video, then you know, don't do video, because there's no point putting that out there. You want it to resonate with your audience. And that's the other thing. When I say work, what works for you, it also needs to be what works for your audience. What works for you means what works for your business. So if your audience are serial blog readers, do blogs. If they're big into, if they're younger, kind of student market, they want kind of shorter form meme type video content. Make that. At the same time, you can actually use all those different types of content and create it and make it into different types of formats. So for a lot of our clients, what we do at the moment is we record a big bit of video and you can strip that down, take the audio, make a podcast out of that. You can also cut it up into little mini bits of video that you can use on Instagram or for like kind of day-to-day -day Facebook content. You can also take screen grabs, there's your photo content as well. You can also transcribe the video and there's a blog. So when I say do what works for you, do what works for you and what works for your audience because that's the way that's going to work for your business. You need to find a way to make sure that you're producing the content in enough volume to make sure it's out there and represents what you want to talk about. Uh, recently, this is the biggest thing that I found is kind of breaking through in terms of content. Um, when you're producing social media content, a lot of people just kind of go for like explainer videos, for example, or explainer blogs, industry-specific stuff. But as the social networks get more busy, as algorithms change a lot, then what you need to do to break through is actually just be topical. For us at the moment, that's what we're finding in almost every client that we're working with, is the content that really breaks through is the stuff that's just hyper-topical. And you'll see, if you go on Twitter right now, go on the trending page, refresh, that'll change minute by minute. Stuff becomes topical really quickly and goes away really quickly. So just in the last week, uh, or actually this was like a week ago, Two weeks ago? I don't know. I know I actually watch a lot of TV, but um, I know the Br Great British Bake Off started. Um, so for one of our clients who's a um, kind of Mexican restaurant in Edinburgh, we just made a little bit, a tiny bit of content around the Great British Bake Off, related back to their business. And then the results from that seem small, but actually when considered to what like kind of the average stuff that you can get on for like a 1,000 like Facebook page, that's pretty good. You can get double your reach and engagement. So topical content is what's really playing out well, especially on Facebook at the moment. Instagram's a different story because the algorithm is all over the place. It used to be chronological, it's not now, so it's actually based on who interacts with your stuff the most. They get shown it first and then if they like it, it goes to more and more people. So Instagram is a bit more of a, a kind of looks and image based platform naturally. So the prettiest image wins essentially. So that's kind of where I would play on those type of stuff. When it comes to 
kind of boundaries of what you can create content about. I know we had a lot of B2B businesses here, and we had financial planner, um, architect as well, which can be both, I guess, business to business, business to consumer. Um, I would just really play in every market. This is the best way I like to talk about it is that people are people, okay? You know, when you're selling to a customer, they have so much going on in their house. As an architect, you're selling to them about, I don't know, adding an extension to their house or something like that. But they have so many other passions. They like music, they like a football team, something like that. So if you can create content that caters to all those different passions, then you, it's way easier for you to actually communicate with them. Same as a financial planner. Who's the financial planner? Yourself. Um, what, who do you sell to? Who's, who's your ideal customer? Um, contractors. So like what, maybe IT companies or financial Okay, so individuals that work yeah. with IT companies. Those individuals that work with IT companies, they clock in at nine, probably leave at five, yeah? So between the hours of five and nine in the morning again, they're not thinking about contracting. That's the last thing from their mind. They just want to switch off. Even when they're at work, they're probably only half thinking about that. So the best way to do is you need to understand what are the other things that they think about. And if you can create content around that, then there is some scope for you to kind of get into uh, people's consciousness. So for example, football is a really good one. Um, it's a tough one. A lot of businesses don't like posting about it, but it gets a reaction. And you can target it really nicely to people based on location, uh, based on passion at the weekend, and you can get into their consciousness and into their feed. So if you made a bit of content specifically for Hibs fans, and you also made a bit of content specifically for Hearts fans, that actually would probably perform pretty well because you direct it to that individual and their, in and their, kind of their interests. So I think that's a good um, way to go, is to play outside of your, 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 your kind of Play outside your industry. Don't always sell. Sorry guys, it's me. Um, I just wanted to interject and give you a bit of context to tell you that at this point in the presentation on the slides, what the audience could see is a picture of Sean Walsh and Katia from Strip Come Dancing. It sounds random, but it should become clear in a couple of seconds. But these guys, right, okay. Now, now we need to talk about this because it's really, like, it actually illustrates a really nice point. This time last week, they were on the front page of like every newspaper in the UK. Everyone hated them. People, it became like a rights issue. It was insane. And it went mad. They're still on the biggest show on the TV, OK? And now it's Tuesday, well, the 16th. Last week, everyone cared. Today, no one even cares. Probably half the people here are like, oh, who are they again? And they're still floating away. So you know, for your business to produce a bit of content, maybe about football, maybe about a specific band, try it. People aren't really going to care that much if it doesn't work. If these guys can create such a massive public fanfare and such a massive stooshy that they're going to get people so worked up and then a week later no one even cares, then your business can create a bit of content, experiment, try different stuff and find what works for your business, play outside your area, cater to different audiences, really get to know your audience and what their passions are outside business, because that's the only way you're going to break through. If you're only talking about architecture to people, you're going to get them maybe like one in a thousand, whereas if you're talking about all the other aspects of their life, you have a lot more shots at target there. So for the content part of this, that's what I would kind of take away is Understand the complexity of people. You're all people. Like, you know, now you're at a networking thing. What are you doing tonight? You're probably going to like, look after your children, or maybe you're going to play fives. Maybe you're, going to, maybe you're going to do more work. You might. We're all business owners. I know what it's like. But you have so many other layers. Understand those layers and cater to them in your content. And that way you can break through to people. And at the same time, don't be scared. Because like we saw from Sean and Katia, who probably going to go quite far and strictly now. Um, you always get a second chance. And ultimately, you're not on the biggest show on TV. You're playing to probably a fairly small niche audience. And if you make a little mistake, or if you put out a content that doesn't quite work, people aren't going to care that much. So secondly, I want to go on to the distribution side of things. So it's one thing making like amazing content that hits. But you still need to get that content into the stream of people that you want to see it. Um, and that's actually the biggest kind of 
the toughest part of social media is that when Facebook started 2007, you put something up, people went on, and it was just in order of the time that they, you posted it. So like 99, 100% of your, your friends or your page followers would see it if they logged on at that time. So you could go, oh, all my audience log in after they've had their tea at 7 o'clock, boom, post at 7, and they're going to see it. It still works a wee bit like that now. It's a little bit chronologically focused, but the algorithms are totally different. And Facebook want you to pay to promote your stuff. Ultimately, that is the world we live in. Facebook has changed from an organic reach platform to a platform with so many other distribution methods. And you need to understand a couple of those to, to make sure that your stuff gets seen by the right people. So in terms of distribution, I'm going to focus on Facebook mainly for this part of it. Um, we could talk about Instagram. Is anyone like a big Instagram user? I can talk about it if you want. Instagram, Instagram, stuff? Oh, either. OK. Sorry? A little bit. A little bit, yeah. One improved. OK, right. We'll talk about Instagram as well. For, forget Facebook for a bit. We'll talk about Instagram. So Instagram, particularly if you're selling a two-consumer good, I find the best distribution methods are probably one of two things. Story adverts. So ads in between stories and influencers. Okay. So the influencer market is something that's really interesting, particularly in Scotland at the moment. And when I say influencers, I mean people with a substantial following um, that are out there. They're on Instagram. They're talking about a specific subject. It could just be that they're talking about themselves and their life. Or it could be that they're maybe a dedicated food influencer, for example. But what I mean by the influencer marketer is such an interesting time at the moment. There's a lot of people out there that have a certain number of followers don't understand the value that they hold for people like ourselves in this room. And uh, even if you're selling a business-to-business -business product, you can still get your brand in the feeds of a lot of people by targeting specific influencers. So Instagram at the moment is pretty much the last bastion of an open direct messaging system. As a business, you cannot message someone straight away on Facebook. They need to message you first. Um, on Twitter, there's some people that have it open so anyone can message them. It's pretty rare. So it's generally a situation where you both need to follow each other. But Instagram is an open platform in terms of messaging. So you can literally message anyone in the world. I can message Andy Murray tonight if I want. He doesn't follow me, obviously, um, sadly. But um, if I want to message yeah. him, and yeah, it's coming, <laughs> um, and say, yo, Andy, do you want to play tennis at Craig Locker tonight? Then I could. He wouldn't answer. But you never know, OK? So you have that opportunity. So what I would do is get familiar with your target audience. Who are they watching? Who are they, who are they following on Instagram? And if you can figure out a way to incorporate that person to speak about your brand, form a partnership, even an architecture firm. Business to business influencers is something that I'm quite interested in as well at the moment. Um, I still think there's a lot of scope for hosting an event, your business hosting an event, inviting influencers, and getting your brand into the feed of potential clients. Another great market is the kind of mother's influencers area. Um, I know we spoke about yourself, says that you own a business and also are, are, are a mom full time as well. Moms are a great network. Uh, moms always speak to other moms. And if you can find a mom influencer or someone that's got children and uses Instagram prolifically, then there's a good chance that that can bring you business if you figure out a way to partner with them and work in tandem towards some sort of a shared goal to get your brand out there. So that's if you're out there and you're thinking maybe Instagram's been a good platform for you so far, and you know that your audience is on there, kind of in that. Instagram also is getting older, like simple as. My mom's on Instagram. So you know, I think a lot of people are on Instagram now. And so it's worth, it's probably, it's more, it's more relevant for a lot of people. So try it. Um, if you think it's something that might work for you, then it's worth doing. Health space, there's a lot of, a lot of people around that, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like yeah. Like food influencers are like total different kettle of fish. Um, food influencers are generally people that have a passion. 
the people that have 10,000 and are food influencers, they started up ages ago just for the love of it and are now trying to monetize that. You, I don't know when, right, who's got an Instagram account, personal or otherwise? Who's got an Instagram account that they're looking to grow to some extent? Okay, where, when did you first get Instagram? Uh, three months ago. A few months ago, by yourself? Following my kids. Okay, <laughs> where, who got Instagram over five years ago? Yeah. So if you had Instagram like at the start, your growth is a lot quicker. So a lot of those food Instagrammers have just had it for a long time and are basically the first people to get the idea. Um, so I would, I would say that a lot of the time, no, they won't charge. Um, what are you trying to do? Okay, I'm kind of here with two hats on. So okay. Primarily because I work for a market research company. Nice. Yeah. But I also work with my other half on a, on a cafe and coffee roasting. Okay. I would say, where's it based? Edinburgh. Edinburgh. I don't think they would charge. I think you hold some sort of an evening event um, where you invite them to come taste your new products. They'll well, come for free. free lunch, <laughs> yeah, basically a free lunch, yeah. But I would invite them. I would be kind of, Edinburgh's really con congested influencer-wise, especially in the food space. Um, and a lot of businesses are starting to do the whole, like, oh, we're having an influencer evening, blah, blah, blah. And it actually just becomes white noise. What I would do is, what, just white noise. It's just kind of like blends in. And these guys go to, I know people that go to events every week, every night, even. So to be what, you're basically one of seven on their story, on their feed. And it's actually, that's not hugely beneficial for anyone. You get, you get out there, I mean, you get in front of a lot of people, but you don't stand out. What's your target market or for that business? For that business, uh, actually more B2B now because okay. we're a roastery. We were originally sure. in cafes, okay. then two cafes and a roastery as well. So cool. now it's a little bit more tapping into okay. um, quality businesses like hotels that, that want to up their game coffee. Okay. Actually, if you're going B2B, then if, if you were going to say, oh, we're in Marchmont, we're a student kind of place, then I was going to say, don't use food influencers because if you just find popular students, game changer. And also popular students that have like five, 6,000 followers, a lot of people, what students do, they're the popular people on campus, you know how it works, yeah, you know. Yeah, you know, they come, they'll, if you say, oh, do you want a partner? They are gonna lose their minds, they'll be like, boom, influencer, yes, main person, right? So for there, then the upside for you is huge. But actually, if you're trying to get into business, then I would message the um, key kind of big 10,000 accounts because all the hospitality businesses, like yourself, follow them. Because they're already, they're kind of, because they were there so early, because they've got so many followers, all the restaurants, all the bars, all the cafes, all the hotels follow them because they've probably used them for another event. So actually, I would go down the influencer thing. Um, come and speak to me at the end and we can talk about different stuff. Yeah. I'm just wondering, because I don't have an Instagram sure. account, I just, I just do Facebook, I cool. don't do anything else. Is it worth? Starting one. Or What's your business? So my the main business that I do on Facebook is um, parenting courses and parenting skills. Yes. So definitely start an Instagram account. Okay. Yeah. Um, start an Instagram account and follow the mum thing on Instagram. Mom thing. Anyone that sells anything that sells to anyone over thirty, literally get on it. I'm not even kidding. Like I, I'm not kidding. Like. <laughs> Please, please, because the Edinburgh and Scotland has such a massive mum community. I didn't even realise it existed, and on Instagram it's huge. Um, search out, look for hashtags like um, Edinburgh mum. Another good thing to do is go into places where mums hang out. Go on, search out. Uh, right, okay, okay. Let's say, trust me. Hard business, hard business. Trust me, trust me. I'm not even kidding. I, I can't tell you. Right, so go on, search on Instagram for good cafes where mums hang out. You'll know them yourself. I didn't know them, but I asked one of my clients. So I found for a mum influencer, so there we go. Um, and go on places. So you search on Instagram, and then on the top right, there's a places button. Click that, go into the cafe, and that's everyone that's ever posted in that cafe. If that is a mum cafe, all the mums are there. The top, at the top, it says top. There's nine posts there. That's the most popular mums that go, and I've posted a photo in that mum cafe. And that's it, just follow them, and I would build it through that. Um, use the DMs as well, because that, for what you do, that's, it's hugely, 
direct messaging, so right. you can message, message them straight out the blue. It's worth doing. Any other questions? We could just do questions all the time. You know what? This is actually kind of boring. It goes into like ads and stuff, which we can talk, but if you want to ask, just ask. Thomas. So, so like what I do? Yes. I tend to be Thomas is a photographer. Yeah, yep. and I do stuff from the air and yep. stuff like that. I'm also getting into uh, 3D modeling and sure. stuff like that, and I've grown that to the Nicholas Hotel. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking to sort of dealing more business to business. What, I'm just wondering what my influences would be. I'm just thinking influencers for yourself is difficult. Um, I would probably say not do influencers for yourself. I just don't think, um, unless you were to do a, some sort of an event, but your branding would have to be on point, it'd have to look, like, visually look stunning. Um, and it would have to be like a physical event where you invite certain people. I just don't know if there's that business-to-business -business community for the kind of like real estate agency area on on Instagram. Um, yeah, here we go. Right. Okay, let's do this. Okay. So, <laughs> what's your business goals here? Cunningham even. Cunningham even. There we go. Okay. Cool. So here here's a strategy for this. Okay. So I actually was going to go on to this and talk, but another good thing to do is you have loads of video content. I assume you have some stunning looking. Uh, lots, of lots of photography. So, what I would do is um, you guys are going to be primarily operating on LinkedIn, Facebook, I would imagine. Uh, and also, link, uh, well, for yourself, probably more Instagram, but you're in the B2B space, so slightly Facebook to LinkedIn, yourself, Facebook, uh, maybe a little Twitter, and Instagram. So, the overlap there is Facebook. So, what I would do is I would get together literally right after this talk and come up with a bit of content that you can work on together. And then you can cross-post it. So it will basically feature both of your, both of your um, businesses in that one bit of video. And then it will be shared to your audience and your audience. So by using two audiences that are relevant, Thomas will probably see other architects, because there will be other architects that check out your stuff to check out in the competition. And Thomas, yourself, there will be people there your clients, people that use the architect services, are likely a lot of business-to-business -business people, people in the property sector, that would be beneficial for you. So it maps over quite nicely. And for yourself, Thomas's drone services, you have high net worth clients potentially that may be interested from a business-to-business point of view. So that actually maps over really nicely. So if you're in the business-to-business -business sector, look at collaborations like the influencers of business. You can collaborate with a business that has a shared interest as yours, similar market, make a bit of content together and put it out on both of your pages, both of your, both of your networks. Is, is, that some, is that something you would go and say, uh, propose to the other business, hey, I'm looking to, I'm, I can help produce some yeah. content, but I'm looking to sort of have some cross, cross networks? Yeah, yeah. Everyone's looking for content. Who knows what they're posting on Facebook tonight for their business? One, two. Uh, Probably. If I get probably. Yep, there we go. See, see? Uh, who's going to get home at mm, probably like three by the time you get home and go, oh, fuck Facebook. What am I going to do? What am I going to post? Who's going to do that? Who's like, like that's, a, that's a common thing. I there we go. There we go. An idea, but it might not get done. So if you can schedule some way to generate content with another business, then it's beneficial for both parties. And if there is some sort of an overlapping market, then there will be benefits. It might not work every time, but you may as well try. And it's some brand exposure that three years down the line, when one of Thomas's clients is looking for some architectural services, they might, they, your name's there somewhere. It might come out. Worth doing. Any other questions? Yep. In terms of social selling, mm -hmm. What's your business, sorry? Uh, hotels. Okay. Um, so like, from a corporate side of thing, like events? Or okay. events, like corporate side of hotels, um, or what? Like, like people booking rooms? Yeah. Okay, cool. So a lot of other hotels will have, like, people check in, so then you know what business is using that hotel. Yeah. That's where I get my leads. Mm -hmm. So in terms of me doing that, like it, yeah. what's, what's the kind of guideline? Because I'm, I'm a bit dubious to put on who I've talked to, because then every other hotel in Edinburgh will be I'm having meetings with. <coughs> Why, why do they post that? Just to look like they're doing all the stuff? Like 10, I had a just like 10. Such and such. I'm like, oh. If you feel comfortable that your service is the best service, then do it. It's a weird one. It's a personal feeling, I guess. Like, you know, if you're comfortable to do it and you are pretty much like, my product's the best, 
if they come and meet with every other hotel in Edinburgh, they're still going to pick me, do it. Um, if you don't feel comfortable with that, then that's fine. But you know, LinkedIn for you is a great network. A lot of the time, it's actually back to what we were saying there. Probably people don't have stuff to post. So they're just posting like their day-to-day, -day. they're documenting their lives to make it easier for them to post stuff. To have stuff to post. I would say that's why that happens. So yeah, worth doing. Happy, happy to do some Boom, there we go. <laughs> I don't know, I'm trying to think. What, what kind of stuff do you do, like event space sort of thing? Or, or is it like? Yeah, so bedrooms, yeah. events, got like okay. a club, restaurant, you know, meeting space, whatever. There we go. So you know, you can, Thomas could come do some talk for exactly. whatever. Yeah, I mean, oh really? Oh, here we go. Now you've got your pick of two, two drone pilots to create content with. Who's got the bigger following? Um, any other questions? I like this. It's good actually. Yes. Sure. You can come back to it, and it's also something that I come across all the time. It's often people don't know who their customers are. Yep. And how do you deal with that with your clients? Because the questions I deal with with some of my clients all the time is, you know. Who makes you the most money? What yep. do they do? How many times do they come back? People sure. seem to know nothing about their own yeah. business. Uh, a couple of things I would do. Firstly, if you own a physical presence store, um, who comes in? Um, if it's Facebook, then use the analytics and just have a look. Oftentimes, it's just not who you think it's going to be. That's simple. Like, I think a lot of people have this idea in their mind of, oh, I would love it to be this person or this person, but actually their customer's not <coughs> who they think it is. Yeah, y yeah. And another thing is also, specifically with B2B people, just the way they phrase it. You know, when I asked yourself what your customer was, you told me basically an individual, but you still said contractor, which is, in a sense, a business. Like that's it's like you haven't mapped out personality, you haven't mapped out demographics of the average contractor. So if you want a business to business business, I, I hate saying that, uh, business to business business like yourself, architecture. If we think about business to business architecture companies, you'll probably say, oh, it's a property company. But actually, that's not your customer. Your customer is the person within the property company that makes the purchasing decision, and that person in all those different companies is quite likely to have a similar demographic because companies hire people that are good for a job. They're likely to have done a certain degree. They're quite likely to be a certain age because they need to be a certain level of qualification to get to that point. I think a lot of people just get bogged down with, especially in B2B space, is just, oh, we're selling to companies that, worst phrase ever, because that's not who you're selling to. You're selling to the person that makes the buying decision. So I find, again, back to your question, is that the best way to do it is actually map down, have a look, and go on LinkedIn. Look, it, like, it's all there. All that information is there. Tell me a company, and I will find the marketing manager for it in like five minutes, not even. Sometimes it's hard if it's not properly set up and their LinkedIn isn't as good, but you can still always find it out. Google search marketing manager at, it's probably gonna come up because it'll be on the bottom of a press release or something somewhere and you'll find it. So it's actually just going in and if you've got a target customer in mind, specifically in the B2B space, if you know you want to do work for this business, you can find that person, 100%. B2C, generally, you know if it's B2C. If, for example, your business is business's customer, you know it's probably gonna be a woman aged 30 or maybe 27 to 45, probably. Um, you could also go grandmother, potential route as well. Kind of different marketing strategy there because you need to think about their concerns are different from the mother's concerns. So, you know, B2C is a little more kind of clean cut generally and the demographics are pretty clear. Um, for the, that burrito restaurant, pretty much safe student territory. We know who they're going to be. We know what's going to work. But at the weekend, the demographic slightly changes because there's people in town that are looking for something quick to eat, but are a little older. So we can change the demographics slightly, target our ads to certain different demographics as well, create different type of content to, to reach that demographic. So B2B, you know who it is. You can literally find their name. Business to consumer, generally it's based off your product, experience, testing. When I started the business, I thought it was going to be like, 
um, people that owned like, like it was, did you say it was your partner that owns the coffee roastery? I thought it was going to be people like that. But people that own one person coffee roasteries are there all day. They can do social media all day. Coffee roasters are basically marketing companies. After they've made the coffee and it's there, the only other thing is to get people through the door, which is marketing. So that, for me, wasn't my customer. But for experience, I learned that it's people that are, probably don't even have an office and are unseen on the high street. So yeah, that would be my thing, is like experience. And then B2C, B2B, find them, literally find them. Uh, any other, yeah? Sure. Because um, uh, obviously, as you said, it may keep changing. Cool. What so, that, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, for sure. So, Facebook is pretty much becoming, um, once you've got your content, you still need to sell. Sell, so you're making, if you, let's say you're making good content, maybe video, it might be audio, whatever you feel best communicates with your target audience and your target market. So, we touched on collaboration there. Um, that could be something that's a good route for you. Um, we did recently for a new vodka brand uh, based in Scotland, we um, did a collaboration with bars all over Scotland. Um, so this is the one we did with Tonic. Uh, it's over 5,000 views, 100 plus engagements, um, which is fine. Um, and then, but we did that all over Scotland, so times four. And for the launch of a brand new vodka van, it was seen by 17,000 people, which is okay. And then you can do a lot with those 17,000 people and 300 plus engagements after when it comes to ads. So what I would do is I would separate your Facebook activity into content and ads. So the ads are primarily, have two functions, your sales funnel and getting your content out to more people. And then your general content is to play organically and try and find people through like likes, shares, and general engagement. Um, so collaboration is one way to distribute on Facebook, I would say. Like we spoke about with Thomas and the architecture firm, collaboration is a good one in terms of just getting out and then reaching people with similar shared markets to yourself. Um, and then it comes to ads. Um, so ads, the ad space is very difficult. Like it's hard to figure out who you're targeting to and, and how to target them. But with kind of all the options that Facebook offers you, you can make so many different bits of content to target to people that are relevant to you. So if you have, you know, it could be anything like mums from Edinburgh, different from mums in Glasgow. So in the, the video or picture that you send to those people, put a mum from Glasgow or a mum from Edinburgh, or even just the word Edinburgh in an ad that goes to people in Edinburgh literally just gets their attention a wee bit more because it's something that's relevant to them. Um, another thing is your, the kind of back end of your Facebook ads needs to be super linked in with your website. Hands up, who's heard of the Facebook pixel? One, sweet. Everyone, go home tonight and Google the Facebook pixel. How to install it. Basically what it is, it's a little bit of code that you can attach to your website. And every time someone that has a Facebook account goes onto your website, Facebook anonymously collects a tiny bit of data on them so it knows who they are. The minute you do this, the possibilities for you go insane. Um, by going on your website, that's intent. They've shown some intent that they're interested in your service. And you can use that information to create what's called a custom audience, which is a group of people that have been on your website and are Facebook users, and you can tell Facebook to send ads to the people that have been on your website. So what other businesses have we got here? Essential oils. Sorry? Essential oils. Essential oils, okay. So I am swiping on Instagram, for example. I see your page, I go on your website, check it out, forget about it, forgotten. Coming up for Christmas, you can then send an ad to everyone that's been on your website in the last 35 days, 100 days, that says, get your essential oils for Christmas, or whatever it is you want to say that will reach the people that have been on your ad. That's hugely powerful. If they've already know your brand name, it's gonna stand out a little more in the feed. You already know they've got an interest in what you're selling. And if you've got enough volume on your, on your site, then the traffic that you can actually get back onto your site to actually finally make that purchase. That's so valuable. 
Facebook Pixel, Google it, install the Facebook Pixel. And it's, it is really easy. If you use, hands up, who uses WordPress? Wix, anyone Wix? <coughs> What's the other one, Squarespace, anyone? There. All, Facebook has integrations for all these things. Tonight, make sure that's the thing you do, okay? If you don't want to post anything on Facebook tonight, that's cool if you're setting up your Facebook pixel. It's worth doing, okay? It's literally a copy and paste job. And once that's in and working, then you can start using that to better inform your ad targeting. What and are I, the other two? Uh, Squarespace, yeah. um, which is another web yeah. builder. It's simple. Uh, Wix as well is a good and one. Good one? Uh, WordPress. Um, yeah, you have to pay for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and once, so it collects all that little bit of information on all those people. What it then does is Facebook knows roughly the interest and demographic of those people. So you can ask Facebook to generate you a lookalike audience, which is another group of people that have similar interests to the people that have been on your website. So again, it just further enhances and it like impacts your your targeting capabilities. It means that you can be far more specific and you know that those people, at the moment, I'm guessing, have you ever run a Facebook ad? No. At the, who's run a Facebook ad? Thomas, job. Likelihood is that you're targeting, what's your business, sorry? I do, I teach holistic Sorry? I teach holistic Okay, so how do you target your Facebook ads? What interests do you use? I suspect that your ads go to people that are holistic therapists. Because the people that want your service, likelihood is they're not looking for your service. The people that are reading posts about holistic therapy are probably holistic therapists. So if you installed the Facebook pixel to your website, then you can be informed. It basically keeps an, an anonymous list. Facebook keeps an anonymous list that you can use that shows that they know the, de the demographics and interests of people that are looking for your service. So targeting is, at, at the moment, is crazy. I think there's so many small businesses that probably just lose a lot of money because they're targeting. Like a lot of marketing, I get, I get so many social media companies, adverts on my page because people literally, they, they write marketing. But actually everyone here, business people, they probably read a marketing blog every now and then Facebook might not recognize that as one of your interests. But for me, it's like huge interest, because if it comes up, then I'll probably click on it. So actually, yep. All right, I'm all very new to this. Yeah, sure. This is very brilliant, but it's also very overwhelming. OK. Who would I get sure. to do this for me? Because. <laughs> <laughs> Send me an email. Send me an email. No, no, no. Yeah, sure. Because I'm serious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There must be a, a word. That, who, what's the name of the, the idea of it? Is it a market? So, yeah, probably social media. I would Google social media agencies in Edinburgh. Or they cost a fortune, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would have a look and see who's out so there. So would they be? Would they be, for example, air, how would they monitor what you do? Like, if I go home at night, how would I, I keep up with all that? What do you mean? Uh, uh, how, they, uh, uh, well, I mean, if I'm at home at night on yep. my own, yep. running my own business, yep. and this is not my talent. Sure. Yeah. How would I know that everything's happening? Uh, good communication with them. You can also, it's, always, it's all public. All the pages are public, so you can see everything that goes out. If they're a good agency, I, I would assume they... Yeah, yeah, have a chat. But I would assume, for, for my clients, it depends on the client. I just like to communicate a lot with them. Like I message almost all my clients every day just to see how they're doing. Um, I also, like we spoke about at the start, the kind of relevance and stuff that's going on at the moment. I like to keep things as on the moment. Yeah, um, so I like to make sure that they're okay with content that's going out. So I will communicate with them and say, we're thinking about putting out a post about this, for example, uh, for about, I don't know. Um, I have a client that specializes in working with the textiles industry. So um, last week was Wool Week. I don't know if anyone knew that, but it was. Um, wool Week. So it was like, I don't know, it's like a, a campaign for real wool. Anyway, so we spoke a lot about 
things that we could do around wool. Um, and by communicating with them effectively, then you can make sure it happens and for them, make sure that they're getting the best value. And the joy of Facebook is that you can measure clicks and engagement and even sales um, with all these products as well. So yeah, I'll have a chat to you at the end. But it's, um, yeah, I would start, have a look and just find out the person that is going to be best for you. Isn't that ironic? You're 23. Yeah. And I'm 27. This is where the new. This is all happening here at this age. It, Sorry. No, I, no, 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 no. No, I think it's. Um, I think it's an interesting one because I also think there's a big. Um, a lot of people that come and work, work do, like hire me. Like they just see that I'm young. Like, and they just think I'm going to be good at it. Yeah, you've got a business yeah, but I also think like a lot of people, it's very if you're young and want to set up social media agencies, that's really easy, because people are just like, yeah, sure, young, probably good at it, and yeah, sure, like that is true, it's true. Like a lot of people do, a lot of people just hands up who's uh, handed their Facebook or thought about giving their Facebook or Instagram profile to like their daughter, son, niece, nephew, grandson. You never know. Like yeah, it's it's a big massive. Like people think that's an like an easy way out. They're on it. Like they're I'm I'm on Facebook like all the time, and increasingly not for personal, for business. So I think it's a it's an important thing to consider when you're looking for a social media agency, is that the person that you want to work with works with you properly, because if they're not going to properly feed back to you, they're not going to get your advice. Then that's not a good that's not a good business decision. So yeah. Um, so this is what I was going to show you again. One last thing about the ads. So once you've installed that Facebook pixel, you can create these custom audiences, look like audiences, and it throws up this page. Um, the ones I would focus on, you don't even need the Facebook pixel installed for this engagement. So if you go into Ads Manager on Facebook and um, choose Audiences, you can then press Create Audience. And for using this engagement button, I can target people that have interacted with my Facebook page, my Instagram page, an event page that I'm hosting. So if I'm hosting like a music festival or something, and then I can send ads to the people that have interacted or looked on that page. I can also like target people, send ads to people that have watched 30% of a video off a video that I've posted. So you can, again, it's all about niching down on the people that are communicating that you want to communicate with like for your example your your oils you need to make sure that the people that you're talking to to make sure your ad spend is going to the right people you need to make sure that they've got some intent yeah can we get access to that anytime yep it's nope yeah you can go on that anytime you can play around so oh oh yeah so you can only use those targeting options yeah um, when you're running ads. But you can go into, a good thing to do is to go into the ads manager, really familiarize yourself with it. If you're struggling, email me or um, just go on YouTube and search the question. There's going to be a tutorial about it. Um, there's, good, there's another good tool on the Facebook ads thing called, I um, can't remember what it's under. Audiences. It's like you can basically play around with all the different keywords that you search with when you're running ads, and it basically brings up a profile essentially of the individual that you're going to be targeting. So it says what pages they like the most, where where they live, um, what their like age ranges, stuff like that. That's a, that's another one that's really useful, um, and it breaks it down in like really easy to see graphs and charts. Um, so yeah, head into Facebook Ads Manager if you don't know how to do it. Go on your laptop or desktop, not on mobile. The mobile app's terrible. It's really, I just the mobile ads app is not good. Don't use it. So go in, top of your if you're on your your per, on your business Facebook page, press the dot 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 that's beside the like like and the wee button on the side that either says like shop now or contact us whatever. Dot 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 and then down it's like maybe eight or nine down, it says manage ads. Click on that and then you're in. And then up there, on that the menu up the top, you can get into all these different bits and have a look. It's all about just familiarizing yourself and get, like, just get into it. Um, like, although I'm 23 and like, 
have used like social media since Bebo was a thing, right? And <laughs> since I was like ten, like I still have to learn this. That's not I, I, like I wasn't at uni being like, oh, I wonder how you run Facebook you're, ads. You're I was a little, a little curious, but you know, everyone starts somewhere. I think of social media like EastEnders. Okay, this is ridiculous, sure. but it's true. So. EastEnders, the first time you watch it, you have no clue what's going on. You're like, who are these people? What? And everyone's just shouting at each other. But then you watch it for a couple of weeks, and you're caught up to speed. And you're like, what's Phil going to do next? And you're really into it. That's what social media is like. It changes so quickly. So you just have to jump in, go with it for a bit, stick in, and just see what happens, OK? And you will catch up. Because by the time I'm finished speaking, You've heard my laptop, I forgot to put it on mute. There's like hundreds of things happening. I got like six or seven emails there. It's probably changed again. So the things that didn't work yesterday are probably going to work today, or they might not. But do you have a social life? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I go. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I tried. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, no, um, yeah, yeah. You have, to, you have to just get into it. But the only way to work it out is to try it. And, and like I said, you know, Sean and Katia are still, still at Strictly and no one cares anymore. So try it. You have nothing to lose. No one's going to be like, oh, geez, they tried that thing and it didn't work. I, I mean, I started a business. Can, can, you, be, can you get, because I, I mean, that was an interesting one, because there was a lot of bad publicity about yeah. him as an individual. Yes, yeah. I'm old enough to remember when Gerald Ratner got up yeah. and said that a Marks and Spencer sandwich mm -hmm. was, had more intrinsic value than a an in-carat gold ring that yeah, yeah. destroyed his business. Right, okay, yeah. So, I mean, is there, is, there, is there wrong content? Yeah, I think, like, let's not, like, if your business tweeted something racist or something, uh -huh, yeah. like, that's gonna, it just takes one business, like, one publication or someone to pick up on that, and that's that. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, when I say play outside of your, like, business industry, I mean, like, within reason. Like, you know, don't, don't, I, I mean, I do nice see, thing. yeah, yeah, play nice. Like, you know, I see, yeah, it, it's, I see businesses tweeting some stuff and I'm like, wow, that's crazy. There's a hairdresser somewhere in Edinburgh um, that tweets some stuff and I'm like, whoa, they treat, uh, when Trump campaign was going on, they tweet a lot of stuff about Trump, um, which, you know, it wasn't like groundbreaking stuff. It was just kind of like, oh, this is so terrible for the world. But I was just like, you know, I don't know if I would want to do that. But if your business does have, a social conscience and it's relevant, make that decision. Um, yeah, I think generally, as long as you don't tweet anything crazy, there was another few stories. Like, there's, there's, there's always bad stories. Like, there was a, a couple of years ago a consultant, some sort of a health consultant or something, a missionary or something, tweeted something about African people. She was on the plane from like New York to um, Sierra Leone or something. And by the time she got off the plane, the world's like media were waiting for her because people had tracked her plane. It can go bad, but it's so rare. And do you remember her name? No, not anymore. Play nice, but yeah, well, probably not. But like, you know, play nice. Um, and yeah. The reason where you might have a business page and a, and a personal page so that you could put your, you know, your personal views out there on your personal page yeah. is not going to be to the Yeah, I Yeah, I also find like, like I said to your question, I can find the minute I know your name, I can understand pretty much what you're like as a person. I can probably... I was going to give you a business card as well. Nah, it's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, like, uh, you, you, but it's true. Yeah, well, I can Google anyone in this room and probably find what you do, you know. And then I can go on your Facebook page, I can go on your Twitter, LinkedIn. There's a lot of people out there putting stuff on like, like LinkedIn is a good tool because people use it respectfully, I find. You know, generally, because of the context of the place. The minute you go on Facebook, you're like, woo, personal. But if you're a business, then, you know, maybe think about it. So, yeah, I'm sure there is. If you tweet something super inflammatory and, like, really not great, if you're tweeting about football, well, if you're, like, to be honest, if you're in Edinburgh tweeting about football, fine. But if you're in Glasgow, maybe don't. But, you know, um, but yeah, like, you know, Scotland rugby games are coming up potential stuff there. I always find the rugby stuff's maybe a bit, people don't really care. I do work for a, a sports shop that specializes in tennis. Try to get, get people to care about tennis when Andy Murray's not played tennis for like a year. You have to find other stuff. Um, you know, yeah. How often is too often 
well, that's the good thing, to be honest, that's the good thing about um, the algorithms now. If you get, get your phone out, refresh Facebook right now, and then refresh it again in like 10 seconds, you're not going to see the same thing probably twice. So think about that. If you post six times a day, I think people maybe see two. LinkedIn's a wee bit different. I think generally on LinkedIn, the, like, the best stuff really does rise to the top. Um, so the stuff you see on LinkedIn that's at the top of the feed is either people that you work with or have some, you've commented on their stuff before or whatever, um, or it's like a topic or a, a post that's really going. And like, there's a lot of people jumping in and commenting on it. So uh, LinkedIn, I used, I used to love LinkedIn. I got a lot of clients from LinkedIn at the start. Um, <coughs> but, I just find it's a really horrible, I just don't like it as an environment. Like you said, there's a lot of people just being like, I did, I've done this amazing thing today. You know, I, I, I just, it actually make, it makes me feel a little bad sometimes about myself. I'm like, oh, they're doing all this great stuff and they're just putting the highlights. So LinkedIn, I think content-wise, you know, once a day. I would do once a day on LinkedIn. Instagram, if you can do three times a day, do it. If you have enough content to do three times a day on, link, on Instagram, you can get some really good results and grow quite nicely. Can you schedule posts? No. <laughs> well, you can actually. Hootsuite added it. Don't know. Who's, who uses Hootsuite or some, something? Yeah? Hootsuite? Hootsuite. Which one? Hootsuite, um, which is like a tool that allows you to basically schedule posts so you can like leave your laptop. Um, I've, I, I ran a lot of experiments again early doors with the business and tried Hootsuite, Buffer, all those things um, to see which one affected client reach and like engagement. I found just scheduling using Facebook's internal scheduler is the best. I found Hootsuite limited reach a wee bit, so I just stopped using it. And also you have to pay. It's, you, you can use it. Thank you very much. Cheers. Um, you can use Hootsuite. You can if you want. I didn't like it because I found on Instagram, who uses hashtags when they do Instagram posts? Okay, so what I would do is research your hashtags, but you need to put them in. And when you schedule content, you, it's harder to put the hashtags in properly. I like to put them in on the first comment. I just find that works. Um, it might not work for you, I don't know, try. Um, but you can use Hootsuite. I, I've avoided it personally because I don't think the reach is as good because Facebook, look at Facebook's business model. Their model works on you being on the page, you being on Facebook so they can show you the ads that we've just talked to you about. And that's how they get money. So for them, they want you on the page, and if you're never actually going on Facebook and just publishing through some external place, then you're not going in. So for them, they want you on. So they're going to they're gonna somehow tarnish that Hootsuite stuff, I would say. So if you can avoid, if, if you're just managing one social media, or are you just managing your, your Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for one business, I think you can do it just yourself. Just set aside a wee bit. You know your times that work for you, whatever. I would avoid it, if possible. But yeah, I don't know. Do you think you do that as you post it more from your phone or your mobile device? Yeah. Um, so that, say, say, for example, the content that I gain, yep. uh, I've got to go on my computer. So it's a, re it's a real pain on the neck. It is. Having to transfer all of that over to the phone and then go up onto the phone. And actually, so like yeah. I can then post it to Instagram, if you know what I mean. Yeah. That's, that's my, that's, yeah. That's no, it's difficult. Um, I just do it, to be honest. Um, but I know, I know that is, that is time consuming. Um, if you find that Hootsuite works for you, who am I to say? Like, I've not seen your stats. Do it. If it works, it works. No, I'm sure. I don't think, I, look, here, right. Okay, here's another thing. Like, if you're thinking like, like, stop thinking about your followers and stuff. Like, it's quality, not quantity. And also, we live in, if you actually notice, Facebook pages have started to kind not really, but kind of hide how many followers they've got. Like, it, it's not as obvious anymore. It used to say, like, in, like, letters at the top, like, 2,000, whatever. But it's actually less obvious now. It's kind of harder to find. You have to go into about sometimes as well. So stop thinking about followers. Like. If it works, it works. That's the main thing. It needs to work, right? <laughs> figure it out. For me. Yeah, yeah, you'll figure it out. You mentioned that 
if, oh, if anyone wants to go as well, like, don't, like, I know this is like, oh, it's actually, oh, this one, oh, wow, it's been like over an hour, jeez, right, okay, yeah, if you need to go, just go, please. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much, cheers. No worries, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I just found it worked. Yeah, I just found it worked. It aesthetically looks pleasing. Um, if you're an architect, it's all about look. I don't know, do you like, do you guys have like a style of like the, you know, your actual grid? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, don't worry about the grid style because people probably don't go on. Yeah. Just, you know, yeah. I just find it works. If it works for you, then that's fine. But, yeah. 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 So, yeah. Uh, LinkedIn, I've not really done many hashtags. I just find like, kind of the viral nature, like people liking, commenting, then it goes to other people anyway. So I don't do them there. Facebook hashtags are one of my like, pet peeves. I just, if you think about how you, people use the platform, like I gave you the advice of search for like Edinburgh mums. Mm -hmm. On Instagram, that's a thing people do and it's actually a really good way to grow your following. Who's ever searched in the search box on Facebook for a hashtag? No one uses it. And it's not really, Facebook actually add, added hashtags a little later. So they do, they come up and they do collate like um, <clears throat> posts, but I just, I, it's, not a it's not a way that content is distributed on Facebook, really. So I don't, I don't find they work on Facebook. Um, thank you very much. Um, I don't find they work on Facebook. But Twitter, they're worth doing. But also Twitter, increasingly, people search by keywords. So actually, if you type Edinburgh in your post and then hashtag Edinburgh at the bottom, there's probably not a huge amount of value in doing that because people can pick it up just from the word Edinburgh. Increasingly, you'll see in the trending column, or if you're on your phone, the trending bit on the search panel on Twitter is actually just words. There's not really many hashtags there anymore. You'll see stuff like hashtags like hashtag me too because they started as a hashtag. But generally, the top ones now are just words, so it's just from keywords. So even on Twitter, I've kind of started reducing hashtags. I just don't think it's that important. But Instagram it is. So yeah. What is the beauty of hashtags? Hashtags are essentially a way to collate posts and content. So when I hashtag social media, or write a hashtag social media, that is put into a massive group with every other person in the world that has what, done so hashtag. What, what are they going to do when they see hashtag social media? Then my post shows up. So it's just exposure for my content, basically. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like an internet filing system. Yeah, essentially, yeah. But how would that grow your business? People are on, people are, people, it's just the way people use the platform. So on Instagram, that is a thing that people do. On Twitter, it's increasingly less a thing that people <coughs> do. Facebook, it's never really been a thing that people do. So that's the only reason I do all this stuff on, on these platforms is because people out there do it. If they didn't do it, I wouldn't do it because there's no point. And how do you keep a trend on what people are doing? I, um, a mixture of I post a lot of stuff for a lot of different types of businesses every day. So today I've probably got like, like 20, 30 posts going out on different platforms at different times using different types of content. Every time I post something, I'll just have a look at the analytics and see what works. Like yesterday, like I said, last week, we did some videos that are some kind of like interactive, engaging content for people that are like 18 to 24 um, on the burrito, pay, the burrito restaurant that I manage. And it did amazing. And we did similar types of content this week. We did stuff about the royal baby yesterday. It fell flat just because maybe, I don't know why, why it could be Half-term, potentially. Um, unis don't have half-term. This is actually exam week at uni, so perfect time for eating in or takeaway. So it's just weird, I don't know. Sometimes it's just fake. Facebook is, it, this is the other thing I don't think people think about enough. It's like, we live in a world where one massive company, a private, private, publicly traded, private company that don't legally have to tell us anything, 
control so much of what your business, of your business's like fortunes. So it's really interesting times. And the only way, they're never going to tell us. They, they, when they change the algorithm and stuff, they, they say like stupid things like, oh yeah, what's now important is um, meaningful, meaningful engagement. That was the thing that was in their last like, algorithm update. What does meaningful engagement mean to you? What does it mean to you? It means something different to everyone. So it's just, it's just like subjective stuff. They're never going to say. So we live in a world where like one massive company, they own Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp. They own all these platforms that we use every single day. And we don't know anything about them. So you just have to learn by doing, I find. So if you're starting from scratch, just get in and try. And like I said, no one's going to care if it doesn't work. Worth doing. Any other questions? I'm going to like stick about it. I've got some stuff to do, but not really. So I'll be here all day. But yeah, thank you very much for all coming. So I'll, oh, also, my email and all, all that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just on all social medias, at 95socialuk. Um, best places, like I said, Instagram direct message. Literally, send me a message. LinkedIn, just search for Jack Allen. I think it's, I think it's the same photo as in that the, the book thing or on the website for here. Um, so just give a shout. Uh, happy to answer any questions. Um, and Jack at 95 Social or hello at 95 Social if you want to be more formal. Yeah, so um, yeah, give me a shout. Um, anything I can help with, just little questions, anything, give me a shout. And um, we'd love to help. And thank you very much for coming and being interactive because sometimes I just like speaking and people are like, cheers. And then like you go, and it's like, oh, okay, cheers. But yeah, that was really good. I actually really enjoyed that. So thank you very much. And I'll maybe put the, like an abridged version of this on the podcast. So yeah, go on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Instagram has a link that is like a central link to everything on the website. So you can go from there to the podcast and everything. So it's all there. There's weekly vlogs. There's like all, anything that happens on social media, I'll talk about it probably. So yeah. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Cheers. I've, yeah, just give me a shout or whatever if you need.